Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I'm your host, Brittany Jones, here with my wonderful co-host, Miss Princess Cooper. How are you today, Miss Princess? Miss Brittany, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm doing good. It's lovely outside. The temperature is great. It was a little chilly this morning, oddly. But outside that, everything <laughs> is good to go. <laughs> Brittany, it is storming here. It started last night, and, and it continued all day. We I've not seen the sun. Um, it's rained most of the day. But, Brittany, I do want to take the time out before we get started and give a shout-out to one of our co-hosts on Never Had It So Good, David Duck Riley. He lost his mom this morning, um, Mrs. Riley. Um, you know, got her wings this morning. She was 101. Her birthday wow. was Tuesday, and, you know, um, so she got her wings this morning. No more pain, um, but a shout-out to Duck Riley. I've talked to him, and we understand what that means, but um, we love you, Duck, and um, God doesn't make any mistakes. And that's how I wanted to start today, if you don't mind. No, absolutely not. So God, my nana always told me God picks the prettiest flowers from the bunch. So she's just a beautiful <laughs> flower that needed to go home. So that was the one. That's it. what she always used to tell me. Um I love but it. But to live to a hundred and you said a hundred and two? A hundred and one. A hundred and one. A hundred and one. That what a blessing. Yes. That, like, what a blessing. A hundred years worth of you just the things she was able to see and experience throughout her lifetime is just amazing. But sometimes yeah. some people only make it to the age of twenty five nowadays. So that's, that's right. a true blessing. True blessing. True blessing. All right. So, Coach, Coach Douglas, we will have you. We have you in our prayers, um, and we are absolutely here for you. Princess, you ready to talk some sports? We're ready to talk some sports, Brittany. Let's get it. All right. So, there is so much stuff going on in the <laughs> sports world. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, <laughs> so, we're going to start from the beginning. We're going to go right into the NBA. Memphis Grizzlies guard Ja Morant is once again in trouble. <sighs> once again, he was on Instagram Live waving the gun. He was suspended earlier in the season for the same exact situation. Now Ja Morant, if I can recall, is currently uh, not quite suspended, but he can't work or do anything with the team. He's suspended from all basketball activities and operations, although the team is – is out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but while waiting on a decision, um, we do know he has spoken to Adam Silver. So while waiting on a decision to, I guess, a potential suspension of fine for next season, Princess, what do you think NBA Adam Silver should do in this particular situation? Well, if I'm Adam, Adam Silver, I send a hard message. Um, because giving him eight games, 
in the middle of the season or at the end of the season, and he had already been out six games, seems now like a slap on the wrist because at that time um, I thought John Morant said the right things. He acted the right way, and it seemed like he had had an epiphany and, and was on the right track. And um, But I think now you have to send a message. And I listened to Sports Talk with Kay Walk. I didn't get a chance to listen to the sideline speech. But um, Kay Walk was saying a year. I think that's excessive. But I know, feel in my heart that there needs to be some consequences that are felt. So I'm saying, hey, Adam Silver, at least half a season. It's an 82-game season, um, 41 games uh, would, would hurt you in the pocket and, I don't know, hopefully make you miss the game and how successful you can be at it and, and maybe have some um, different values or things that are more important to you than hanging out with the boys and brandishing guns and showing them on on Instagram Live because I, I really don't get that one. Yeah, I I don't know who this young man is hanging around, but he needs <laughs> to know that's not the person to be hanging around at all. Um, I, but as far as Adam Silver and his decision, this one is tough. You know, he's such a talented kid, but it just seems like he doesn't learn. You know, he's been yeah. in plenty of other situations. Um outside of the whole gun situation on Instagram, you know, we spoke about before situation with his mom in the, in the mall and, you know, the, the kid on the basketball court. And it's just, it, things just keep coming up with John Morant. So it's like, I don't know if I want to go as far as suspending him for a year as well. That's a lot. That is a lot. So I might be yeah. in agreement with you for maybe half a season. Um, which is, like you said, 41 games or however many games that may be. This is a tough situation, um, but I don't know why he he wants to carry himself in this way. What is making you think this is cool? What, what makes you think this is cool? It's not cool. It's not okay. I understand. You know, I've heard people say, well, he has the right to have a gun to protect yourself. I absolutely agree. Not to go around waving your gun like you're a gangbanger, which we all know you're not no gangbanger. And there have been gangbangers that came out and said, he's not no gangbanger, so get out of here. <laughs> you know, there have yeah. been people on the radio, so for part of the Bloods, part of the Crips and things like that, saying, you don't want to live this lifestyle. This is a much rougher lifestyle than you think it is. We would gladly switch our lives with you if we could because we would like to get out. If you want to get in, we will absolutely take your, your place because this is, this is not what this is not for you. So I don't know who he's hanging around. I don't know who's influencing all of this, but it, he has to grow up fast because if not, his career is hanging in the balance. It's, 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 he's going to get himself in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Brittany, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina, listeners. Brittany knows that. Um, in Sumter, South Carolina, where he was born and raised, and played mm-hmm. high school basketball, it's about 30 minutes, 40 minutes from me. And that particular area, some of those areas are known for exactly what he's doing, and that is boys being boys, trying to mm-hmm. be about that life, be about that game life, and be a rough part of whatever. Um, I've said a couple of times early in the week 
um, with Duck and Tim Moore that I think there needs to be an adjustment by the entire family. And that means mom and dad and sister mm-hmm. and John Moran. I think they all collectively need to get some counseling and then get some separately because obviously John Morant needs to grow up. But mom has made it a point to use him as an enforcer and call him and say, hey, someone said something out of the way to your sister here at the basketball game. So here comes Ja with his friends at the basketball game. Security doesn't let them in because they all are rough and looking like they want to do something and carrying. One slips away anyway, gets in the mm-hmm. stands. The mom points to the young man, and he, you know, takes the young man's phone and smashes it on the floor. And, you know, and th- there is an incident. But mom has to stop mm-hmm. using him as an enforcer. Call the police if there's something wrong. Don't get him in any trouble. There needs to be an adjustment and some counseling all the way around because his dad seems like his friend instead of his parent. But right. his action so far has lost him $40 million in just 2023. I don't know if I would make any mistakes like that that will lose me that kind of money. Um, and I'm I'm concerned that none of this makes any difference. He wants to be like this. And let me just say one last thing. If you have really true friends, really good friends, and they're getting ready to do something such that my friend will say, come on, princess, now you know you need to stay home. You can't go do this right. with us. So, you know, that's not what you do, and we're not trying to jeopardize you. Nobody around him seems to care about his livelihood and what it takes to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It seems like his parents are enablers. They're enabling him to do mm-hmm. whatever and just making him feel like he rules whatever. He he doesn't have to abide by any rules, laws. He could just live his life the way he wants to live it. But that particular type of lifestyle could get you in trouble. And we have seen that in the past with other, it may not be basketball players, but we've seen it with football players for sure. Um, yeah. So we've seen it with artists, you know, musicians primarily. Um, prime example, Snoop Dogg. You know, he he's, he's from, as we're, we're all aware, he's a part of the Crip game out in California. But he'll tell you right mm-hmm. away. He's like, I was young, I was stupid, and I would never go back in that situation ever again. And I would never want my mm-hmm. kids to be put in that type of situation because you don't want to live that life. So he needs to learn yeah. now before somebody like himself or his family gets hurt because you can't walk up to everybody and just smack a phone out their hand and think they're going to stand there. Somebody's going to end up trying to retaliate, which is unfortunate. So he needs to get that together and get it together fast. It needs to get it together. You know, we could go back, um, Alan Iverson, at the time I mm-hmm. remember the concern and how they were talking about you're going to have to let the boys, young men go. Michael Vick had that same issue, too, trying to bring the entire posse with him. Jay-Z, the same thing if we're going to entertainers. So the, the examples are out there, but when do we learn from them? And Brittany, unfortunately, with money does not come common sense. It does not purchase mm-hmm. it for you. You got to settle down. Exactly. So before we move on, Princess, I do have one question pertaining to the situation. Do you think the Grizzlies will eventually walk away from John Morant if this continues to happen? Or do you say, you know what, they'll work with him because he is a star and hold on to him? 
I think they have to. I, you know, mm-hmm. if he continues and to perpetuate this type of actions, they have to. Let's say he gets suspended for 41 games, half a season, and he comes back and within, you know, by the end of the season, he's had another incident like that. That really should be three strikes and you're out, and I think it's been more than three strikes. I'm afraid mm-hmm. that if they give him an entire year, that gives them too much time to do nothing and, mm-hmm. and too much time to really – go back and fall into the trenches of that life. So I don't want a whole year. So, But because we are so worried, um, the, the Grizzlies, you better believe, Brittany, that they've talked about that. You know, where right. are we now? You know, what are we going to try to do? And if it happens again, what are we going to do? They've had that conversation just like you and I are having it now, Brittany. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, they he might be in there like I don't know if we want to deal with this because they know him more than we know him. They deal with him every yeah. day on a regular basis. Um, we just see what we you know what we watch on TV. That's as far as the fan base would know him. But they speak with him. They have I'm pretty sure they have people monitoring him, security guards, whatever, uh, in any which way they can help him if possible. Um, every day as as well as his family so they're probably in there talking about it now which is probably something they don't want to do but as we know the Memphis Grizzlies just want to for some reason be some game like organization or teams within the NBA it started with the other yeah. one was uh, Brooks I can't even think of his name Dylan Brooks <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Brooks they all want to be some want to be you know kind of um, branded, you know, thugs or whatever, just, you know, they're all trying to be rough and, and forces or whatever, but you can be um, that type of, you know, mentality on the court, but leave it right there, you know, and on the right. court, you can only do so much. You can't be a bully and try to offend everyone, including, you know, one of the faces of, of the NBA in LeBron James. I think that didn't work out for Dylan Brooks, and now here, John Moran. The Grizzlies have had a tough season with with issues that really doesn't pertain to a whole lot to real basketball. They've had a lot of that tough season. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting um, coming next season. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting with that organization. All right, guys, we're going to move on now, and we're going to move on. <sighs> this situation here. <laughs> After losing to the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs, the Sixers had decided to fire Doc Rivers, which completely shocked Joel Embiid. Brenda, do you think this is the right call? I really don't. Um, now, I, I read a, a statistic where um, Doc Rivers is 0-10 in I don't know, game sevens, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not for sure. But, no, I don't know if you can put Doc on the hot seat here when it seems like there was some failure by some players, especially James Harden. There were some failures mm-hmm. on the court. And I, I thought Doc did a very good job in, in, in managing the season, managing injuries, managing time off so that you can prepare for the playoffs, and I, and I thought there was some good plays in and, and putting good positions. Maybe game six where Embiid didn't touch the ball the last three or four minutes of the game, um, you know, where they maybe could have closed that out. But I don't think you go down this road and fire mm-hmm. Doc Rivers 
because now really what you're doing is you got to go find a coach first before you start making and deciding what you're going to do with James Harden. We know Embiid is coming back, you know, what? You, but there's a decision to make on what pieces you're going to have to do this. Um, it, it, it sets itself up for a rebuilding year. It, it sets itself up for that. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's a little different. I think it was time for for Doc to, to move on. Um, I kind of felt like the players did not have that level of respect for Doc Rivers like we, like you would want him them to. Um, I felt like Sam Cassell, and it's so weird, one of the assistant coaches had more their ears, especially with a Tyrese Maxey and especially with a James Harden. Um, I felt like every time he looked on the bench, Sam Cassell would speak, and it was like the players would would listen. You know, Doc Rivers, they'll listen. They'll give him a level of respect because of the head coach, but it kind of went only so far. Um, The part that gets me is when it's when they said Joel Embiid was shocked or did not want Doc Rivers to be fired. Here's what I say to that. If Doc if Joel Embiid does not want a coach to be fired and you know all season long your head coach was on the hot seat, then you have to hmm. perform better. You gotta perform better. Um, you should have performed better game six. You should have performed definitely performed better in game seven. Which by the way, Princess, I did not even watch game seven because after they lost game six. I said, there's no point in me watching game seven because they're going to lose. And I knew that. It's too hard to play against this, Celtics, this Boston Celtics team at home, start to cook a little bit, with especially with Jason Tatum. So I just feel like there needs to be a new voice in the locker room. I feel like the fan base had enough of Doc Rivers. I feel like the media, um, now I don't really care what the media thinks, to be honest with you, but it was kind of a back and forth between them and Doc Rivers. And sometimes I feel like Doc Rivers didn't understand the city of Philadelphia. He was in some way an enabler as well. Um, he did it with Ben Simmons a little bit all throughout the year, and he was starting to do that again with James Harden and things like that, even when he played that. So we'll see what happens. I'm not exactly sure what coach they're going to go out and get. I have some ideas of who I want. You know, I like Nick Nurse. I like Sam Cassell. I like Jay Wright. I don't know if he's going to want to come out of retirement to coach in the NBA. Um, I've heard I do not want Mike Bullenholzer from the Bucks. Um, and I've heard about a few other people. Frank Vogel is a good one. So this Mark is, Jackson uh, is it? Mark, is it Mark? Yes. I do like Mark Jackson. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. hire him, but I do like Mark Jackson. Um, but this situation is going to be interesting, and I think if they don't get things together, I can see Joe on beat requesting the trade within the next year. Yeah. Brittany, you just brought up a whole lot and you may be correct. I, I, I again though, as I said to you in the thread, that Ben Simmons thing, I don't know if I've seen that in the NBA. I don't know if I've seen that for a professional player. Um with all the promise coming out of college and he just did one year coming out of college, um and to see him go down so fast and to see him lose mm-hmm. interest in improving or lose interest in just being a competitor, um, you know, and, and I, I've just never seen it like that. And maybe Doc, you know, needs to be culpable for some of that. But Ben Simmons was just something rare that I've never seen. Um, James Harden, 
I think is a is a team killer, and I've said that before, or maybe even a coach killer. I, I don't think he is as fast and as good as he used to be with the, with the Oklahoma Thunder and the Houston Rockets. Um, and I and I think he really, you know, what he did or did not do with Brooklyn and what he did or did not do with the Sixers just kind of proves my point. Um, so, but maybe there needed to, needs to be a new voice. But like you said. You know, there's only so many that can handle superstars like a Harden and an Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of new coaches can't do that. So um, I, I'll, I'm interested to see where they go from here. But you better believe they ha- they have some options. They discussed it um, before. You know, once the season ended, and they didn't take long in firing Doc, so they had already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Here's my other question to you. So apparently, you know, James Hart reportedly will be opting out of his contract to the term deal in free agency, so at least the four-year deal. Um, There have been so many rumblings out there about a return to Houston or or wanting to play in Phoenix or maybe a return to the Sixers or just a place where he could compete, and apparently he said be himself. I don't know what that means because I felt like you've been yourself for the last so many years. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? Do you think James Harden should leave the Philadelphia Sixers to go elsewhere, or should he stay? Well, I don't know if I think he should leave, um, if he should make that decision. But I think the 76ers should make that decision not to pursue and to renew his contract and to let him go ahead and go and to offer him up as trade bait. I think if you are going to – um, start over with a new coach. I don't think you need to saddle the coach with James Harden. And James Harden is an entity all by himself. And he, you know, I think he made it known in his press presser after the game that he really, I, you know, I'm okay with Doc. You know, what does that mean? I'm okay with Doc. You know, that was not a ringing endorsement. So what Harden should do, it seems like he's interested in going back to Houston. Um, if that's what he wants to do, go ahead. He has a lot of family there. He's trying to move back there. But I don't know if he wants to fool with Emmy Yadoka, who's the new coach now of the Houston Rockets. But those rumors are out there for nothing. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So I guess my answer is yes, if that's what he wants to do. But I think the Philadelphia um, 76ers should do the same thing. Move on. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. You know, if he was the type of player that consistently played like he did in game one, or I think the other one was game three, hold on to him. Um, But he's giving more game seven, especially in the playoffs lately. Um, And it's just crazy. It's literally like he said, I'm paid, I'm good to go. I want to win a championship, (laughs) but if it doesn't happen – it just doesn't happen for me. It is what it is. I'm a future Hall of Famer. I'm a top 25 player, so forth, so forth. Um, with that type of mindset, that doesn't match Philadelphia. And you could hear the, oh, my goodness, Princess, if you lived in this city of Philadelphia or, any, or the South Jersey area, anywhere around the Philadelphia area, you could hear these fans. They are with, out with their pitchforks, like, make him go. So, it might be a good time for him to leave. Um, you know, if he comes back, I have one condition. Do not max him out. He does not deserve a max out contract. I do like mm-hmm. what he did with Tyrese Maxey. I think he is a good mentor for Tyrese Maxey because he gets at times Tyrese Maxey to, like, 
you know, you take over the game. No, this is your time. Tyrese Maxey, I've seen in the game, tries to pass to Harden, and Harden passes it right back. Like, no, you're faster, you go right by him. Go ahead and take over. And he has taken over games because of that. So I do like that aspect, the other aspect, where it just looks like effort is just not there. That's the biggest thing. It has nothing to do with his talent. He's one of the most talented players, even at his old age, at the age of 34 years old. He's still one of the most talented players. It's just mm-hmm. effort all the time. It just isn't there. And he plays yeah. for contact versus plays through contact. If it's up to me, I might, this might be crazy because he's a selfish player, but on the court, I'd rather have Kyrie Irving on the court. Now, well, can he, will he play is the question. <laughs> if he, mm-hmm. if he, if, the question is, will he want to show up to work? But when he shows up to work, he's one of the best players and he plays hard every single game. That's what I like about Kyrie Irving. If we could go trade for Damian Lillard, you don't have enough assets for that, so I don't know how that will work. I do think there's enough free agents to help you with the bench because um, you need better bench play. This bench was terrible all throughout the year, and it completely showed in the playoffs as well. We need more consistent bench play. But for me, yes, it is time for James Harden to go. Bye-bye. Yeah. I, I don't have any more to add to that. You are correct. And, and you know, I understand about not watching the game because you could kind of tell, although it was a great first half, and they were toe-to-toe just three down. But that third quarter, Jason Tatum, Tatum at home in Boston in front of his mom just – really took over. What you said a lot is that, you know, you look around and Boston has gone on a run, and that's exactly what they did, um, is went on a run. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to switch gears real quick, because I know we have to go go to break in about a few minutes or so. Um, So in the last round of the playoffs, because I know we're in the conference finals, Denver beat the Chris Paul list. That's all I can say. (laughs) The Chris Paul list. Suns, 4-2 to advance to the Western Conference. After the series, the Suns fired their head coach, Monty Williams. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on this? Well, my thoughts were that it was coming anyway. If they didn't get to the conference finals, um, it, it was going to come. And it was obvious that Phoenix wasn't ready for that or could not compete with, with Denver, especially without Chris Paul. Now, DeAndre Aiden was out, but I don't think he was doing a whole lot while he was on the court, so that didn't bother me. I think it was game six. But um, because there is now new ownership, you you kind of thought in the back of your mind that new ownership wanted to go out and shop for his own groceries and that Monty Williams was going to be on the chopping block, and he was because of that. I think it just wasn't the game um, or that he didn't manage this well because we thought – with the addition of Kevin Durant, that they'd gone out and purchased themselves at least a conference championship, if not an NBA championship, and it didn't pan out. But I don't know if we can blame Monty Williams for Kevin Durant turning his ankle in, in warm-ups and then being out another eight games. That's crazy to me. It just didn't fall right. Yeah, I, I'm be honest. I was a little bit shocked about this one. I know they're under, like you said, new ownership. I thought they would at least give Monty Williams one year. You know, you, you have a new player, Kevin Durant. You lost so much quality depth uh, on that bench and role players. You lost Nicole Bridges. You lost, I think, um, oh, I can't think of his name that also went to the Nets. But you lost a lot 
in that trade with, with Kevin Durant. And I kind of think they weren't the same team. They weren't as deep of a team. Chris Paul, once again, gets hurt. He cannot stay healthy whatsoever, um, which I think also hurt him as well. I know a lot of people said they don't need Chris Paul. I beg to differ. That's just me. I think his quality, his leadership and his high IQ, you know, understand situations um, that a Devin Booker or a Kevin Durant doesn't quite understand when it comes to, you know, getting, you know, not having necessarily the right consistency that you need to maintain your lead. You know, Chris Paul, hey, I just, we need to slow it down. I need to draw a foul. Like, he understands that when they – so I really thought they would give Monty Williams at least one more year to try to form this team, make this team gel, get that chemistry. But that son's new son's ownership said, uh-uh. You are out. <laughs> Strike three, you're out. So yeah, but I think Monty Williams will quickly. He'll find a new job. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. I think he'll land land on his feet. And and if he's gone, then and Chris Paul, as good as he is, and I love his game. Last year, I really wanted them to go far in the NBA um, playoffs, but he's injury prone. He's always hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did not surprise me that he got hurt in the playoffs. And I think that ruined any of the chances. Devin Booker couldn't carry the team, and Kevin Durant didn't do enough. Exactly. Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant played terrible, Mr. I'm the best player in the NFL. I mean, in the terrible. NBA. Sorry, about He played horrible. So I don't want to hear that anytime soon so he could take over. But on that note, guys, we're going to head into our first break. And when we come back, of course, we're going to talk more sports. Hello, that's what we do. Um, but you guys are listening to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. All right, guys, just to give you a heads up, tonight is game two of the Western Conference Finals between Princesses, Los Angeles Lakers, at the Denver Nuggets. That is tonight, I believe, at 8.30. So make sure you guys check that out, (laughs) which is a great time because it's after our show. So listen to us first, then go check that out. All right, Princess. So prior to the break, we did talk about the Suns and and your thoughts. And it's funny that you you spoke about Chris Paul and how you like him. A lot of people don't want him to be a part of the team anymore. But it came out that uh, reportedly the Suns are expecting for him to be the starting point guard for the 2023-24 season. Are you okay with that? 
as much as I love him, I say no. You know, Chris Paul has to be 36, 37. He has to be up there too. If you are going to make the change at head coach, why not go ahead and build a team around Devin Booker? I'm not saying build a team around Kevin Kevin Durant, and I think that what they gave up on de- in depth, I think that really has hurt the team. But let's see what you can do, and let's see if DeAndre Aiden is who they want at center. But no, I think it's – I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Chris Paul said, I'm, I'm done, that I'm retiring. I, I don't think he's going to get better and not get have more injuries next year. Yeah, I still like his game. I know he's not as fast as he once was. You know, I still think, you know, just being that smart veteran, he can help uh, an organization. He could be that, that piece that you need. But like you said, he gets hurt every single year, at least five times in the season. <laughs> and it always ends up being in the postseason as well, kind of like Joe on beat. Um, but he's completely out when he, he, he's hurt. And that's, that, that's starting to become troublesome, and it's just like, okay, why do we have you here if you're no benefit to us now because you're constantly injured? So I'm with you on this one. I like Chris Paul, but I agree. I think it's time to move on, and they need to find themselves a different – another point guard that could do similar things, uh, but hopefully it doesn't get injured as much and – a lot younger, so, yeah. I agree completely. All right, guys. Well, we're still talking NBA because, as you guys know, it's the NBA playoffs. And outside of baseball, a lot of the other sports are kind of, you know, they're in their off-season program, so it's a little quiet as of right now. But the NBA playoffs is full force. So we didn't get a chance to talk about Miami Heat and New York Knicks, so let's talk about that now. As we all know, the Miami Heat eliminated the New York Knicks from the playoffs. What are your thoughts on the Knicks? You know, Brittany, last week we were saying, or you asked me if I thought the Knicks would, would win any more games or would, you know, um, the Heat close it out. And I told you the Heat would close it out. Well, that didn't happen. The Knicks were able to hold, hold you know, home court and send it back to Miami and um, you know, in the in the heat, I thought uh, did what they needed to do. Um, again, uh, Jimmy buckets, and 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 I know we just beat this dead horse, but he is really a different animal in the playoffs. Um, in 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 these moments, um, just ask the Boston Celtics again. So you know, um, it, it played out just like I thought it. You know, well, almost like I thought it would. I thought they went a little quicker. But I didn't think the Knicks were going to take the series at all. And I think Julius Randle needs to really reflect on what he wants to be and what he wants to be in the NBA and, and work on his consistency and what he brings to the table night in and night out. I don't think he he presses himself to be real and good every night. I don't, I don't think he does that. Yeah, I don't trust Julius Randle. Um, I think he's too emotional on the court, which is a problem, and clearly that impacts his game day in and day night. When he's not, when he's focused and he's all in, he's actually a, a good player. He's a he's a very good player. He's a talented player. But he allows his emotions involved and just cloud his basketball IQ and his judgment on the court and just the way he plays, and I can't stand that. It's, it's like how Luka used to be. Luca used to be a very emotional player on the court. 
he he's still emotional, but he's toned that down a whole lot, and that's why he's able to elevate his game the way he is. Um, he still has his issues, but for the most part, Luca is one of the top point guards in the league. Julius Randle, I just don't trust him because we just don't know what we're gonna get from on a night to night basis every time they play. Um, Jalen Brunson, I want to apologize to you because I said you're a number two. But he showed me, he's like, uh-uh, I could be a number one and I could carry a team because he sure enough carried the, yeah. the Knicks to about two of those <laughs> wins during that playoffs, and especially that one win where we thought they would be eliminated, their last win. But he, he scored, I think, 40-something points that game and willed his team to a victory to go back to Miami. It's unfortunate they couldn't finish it, um, but I'm very impressed with, with Jalen Brunson. Um, and he has a bright future. They just have to find him another star. Julius Randle is not it. Um, R.J. Barrett, he just might just need a different environment. He has a lot of talent, but I think he needs to be on a different team that understands really how to utilize him. But outside that, they have good, decent role players outside of that. They're just really young and need that coach that's patient enough with them. Completely agree. Um, I, yeah, Brittany, I don't have any more to add to that <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, but I will say I do agree with you. Jimmy Butler is a different animal in the playoffs. All right, Princess, now we're going to go to, I guess you would like this kind of maybe. Um, <laughs> the Nuggets, although they did lose the first game, but the Nuggets beat the Lakers in game one, even after the Lakers almost came back after being yeah. down more than 20 points throughout the game. Do you think the Lakers have a chance to beat the Nuggets to go to the finals? I do think they have they have a chance, but <clears throat> they can't come out soft like that. I purposely didn't watch game one because I thought the Nuggets would win, um, especially mm-hmm. being home in Denver. So I didn't watch it. It did my heart good, though, to know that they didn't let that um, big lead stand, that they found their mojo and they figured out what they were doing and came back in that game. Now, I do I want to reserve my answer until I see the results from game 2 tonight. I'm going to be nervous, but I'm going to watch the game. Um but if they can split in Denver, I think the Lakers have a chance, but they got to show themselves and their fans that they can win. In the regular season, they split four games 2-2. So it's there. I'd like to believe Brittany that LeBron is not going to allow the Nuggets from keeping him from one more finals because I do mm-hmm. think this is probably his last chance. I don't know, and you got to give. I keep saying this, but I want to say it again. The Lakers turn top brass GM whatever front office turned the season around and went out and got good players to mesh with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and they sent Russell Westbrook on his way and got in D'Angelo and and um, Malik Beasley, if I'm not mistaken, and a few others. So yes, the answer is yes, but I want to reserve and see if they don't. If if the Nuggets go up two zero, um, I, I don't think the Lakers can do it. And I'm scrambling because I I'm emotional about this, and I want to see LeBron get one more chance. But he's a 39 year old man, and he has to pick and choose his games to be aggressive and play 38, 40 minutes. Um, he can't continue to do that over and over at his age. Yeah, um, I do. I, I do think the Lakers have a chance. Um, what they showed in Game One, although they lost, is 
when they really focus, when they defend like they're supposed to, um, they can beat a lot of teams in this league. Um, I think the Nuggets have the benefit of having better depth, though, coming off that bench. If the Nuggets' depth is good, Michael Porter Jr. is making his shots. Aaron Gordon is making his shots. Um, I know they they have the guy that used to be on Knicks. I'm sorry, the Nets. I can't think of his name. Bruce Brown. He's coming off the bench, playing well. Um, Jamal Murray is playing around, playing well. It's very hard to beat this Nuggets team. We already know what Jokic is going to do. That's why I don't need to mention Jokic. Um, it's very hard to beat this team. But the Nuggets, I'm sorry, the Lakers showed me so much in game one. But like you said, as long as they don't come out soft <laughs> in the beginning of the game, if they come out with intensity and energy and they play hard, then I do believe the Lakers can win this game. Austin Reeves is a great player. He's a he's not a star in the team, but he's an yeah. amazing role player. He really honestly is, and he's he's young. He's fairly young. My only concern is Anthony Davis' energy. What is he going to give you? Hmm. What, is, what is he going to give you each game? We're not sure. When he shows up, the Lakers are hard to beat. But he doesn't. He's not always consistent. And then my second concern is the Angelo Russell. Sometimes he disappears, and that can be concerning. And I've seen the last game the Nuggets targeted D'Angelo Russell on both sides, especially um, the defensive side because he provides no defense whatsoever. So I need D'Angelo Russell to step up his game, and Anthony Davis, I need you to be consistent. I think everybody else is fairly okay. I love uh, Ry. I don't know how to say his name. Here, uh, uh, I can't say Ray. Do you know how to say it? I can't say it. Whatever that forward is that they traded for. Um, um, you, you're talking about on the Lakers team? Yes. R-A-I. Uh, and his last name starts with age. <laughs> Isn't it? I, I want to say I, Bam, but that's not the one that I'm talking about because I, I think that is, is Miami. I can't remember yeah, his Miami. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I, I know who you're talking about. But, right. I love his play. I love his game. And I love the way he attacked paint. So he just needs to continue doing that as well. And he can shoot a little bit. So, mm-hmm. But I do think the Lakers have a chance. They have a chance. But they're, you know, joking is no joke. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't like him because he is just a pure basketball player and very disciplined um, and, 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 all, and, and is a threat to be a triple-double every night. I don't, I don't know how they neutralize Jokic and still win this game because um, I think Jordan is playing better, if I'm not mistaken, if that's his name. I can't – yeah, that's his name. I think the whole team is, is built for this, and that's why they had the, the best record in the NBA. It's not going to be easy. Um, and the Lakers are going to have to steal one, maybe two, in Denver, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they could do that, but they have a chance. And, you know, so we'll see. The one thing I noticed this year or the last couple of years is defense. I don't know if you noticed. If I'm a big guy, if I'm Anthony Davis, if I'm someone that has somewhat of defense, I'm able to play defense, I am all up on Jokic. I'm not giving him no space to do anything. Once he catches that ball on the perimeter, you're not getting any space. I'm going to guard you how KG used to guard those guys on the perimeter back in the early, two, early, yeah, early 2000s. 
if I get a foul call, I'm getting a foul call. I'm not giving Jokic any type of space to do anything. Dribbling, shooting, you may be taller than me, but you need to set yourself up. You're not getting enough space. I'm going to invade your personal space. I feel like defense stinks now. <laughs> Players, fundamentally, they're just not fundamentally sound. Hands aren't up. They're not challenging shots. You've got about three feet between you and the person with the ball. If you're giving Jokic that much space, first of all, he's already big. He's already tall. He can already see the court because he's so tall, which makes it easier. You have to crowd and invade his personal space. So I do not understand how teams play defense against these players. And it's not just Jokic. It's how they play other players as well. I don't understand. He's not quick, so he's not going to go around you. <laughs> he's not that fast. I just don't get it. I'm sorry, Princess. I kind of had to vent there because it irritates me when I watch how they defend Jokic. But then when I watch how teams <laughs> defend and beat, they are triple teaming him. And he doesn't have to be in the post. He does not have to be in the post. If you know him beating, if you watch his game, he likes that uh, foul line extended. Mm-hmm. He likes to catch the ball right there. They will triple team him right there. I'm like, you play him well, but you leave Jokic wide the heck open 24-7. <laughs> I don't understand this at all. You start thinking there's some sort of politics in sports, and you try not to go that way. Like, wait a minute. This is not making sense because if I'm defending him, I'm invading his space. I'm going to basically yeah. be your wife today. <laughs> I'm going to put my hit. My hand is going to go into your pocket, and that's just what it is. But they don't play like that. <laughs> you know, I saw someone post that Darvin Ham started three guards against Denver, and I don't know if I really realized that because, again, I didn't watch – the game, and you, you got to get some height against Denver, um, mm-hmm. and and you're gonna have to get some good low post play, um, and and Anthony Davis can do that. I think Anthony Davis is tougher than Jokic, but he's gonna have to show it and play it, and, mm-hmm. and, and and give me something here. Um, if Anthony Davis plays well in the rest of the games, the Lakers win. If he dominates the post the Lakers win. Um, and that's just how important he is to this team and how I think he's more talented than Jokic when he wants to be. He's not Jokic is not mm-hmm. as athletic as Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis is going to have, have to bring it. And I don't know. You know, LeBron said in his, his you know, press conference, relax. You know, we know what we did, and um, we'll be okay. I want to believe you, LeBron. <laughs> I'm begging you. I want to believe you. I hope he's right. Yeah, and you know what? I agree with you. You know, Jokic is very talented, but the difference is he's a smarter player and he just has a high mm-hmm. basketball IQ. That's there the difference. Go. He has no athleticism and he plays no defense whatsoever, which also mm. allowed the reason as to why the Lakers was able to make such a uh, a big comeback the way they mm-hmm. the way they were able to. But like you said, Anthony Davis has to show up consistently. Consistently, when he plays, how we all know AD can, he's Top two, top three, if you want to say top four now, big man, Mm -hmm. no, top three, because I don't know who the third guy would be. Top three big man in the league. Well, top two. Right, Mm -hmm. so top two. Giannis Um, Giannis is out there, but I I, I think that that Jokic and Anthony Davis are more athletic than than Giannis is. So mm -hmm. top three, you're right, top two. Okay, top two, top three. He has to stay mm-hmm. healthy, and he has to 
have that mindset to do it. I kind of feel like AD and Joel B has similar mindsets. It's just that AD has LeBron James. Joel B does not have a leader <laughs> in the LeBron James at all. So AD has help. Joel B does not. That's the big difference. Um, oh, I got aggravated a little bit talking about how teams defended Jokic. <laughs> uh, I had another question pertaining to the, the Lakers and Nuggets, but it literally slipped my mind. So, on that note, we're just going to move on. Um, hopefully okay. it comes back. Maybe we could come back around to it. But we're going to move on and well, we got to talk hold about on, the – Brittany, because I really just wanted to go back and talk about the Lakers and the Warriors. Just give me two minutes here. I thought the, mm-hmm. the Warriors – um, I, well, I think I said it last week, but I think there's something wrong with the Warriors. And I don't think that the team, or at least Jordan Poole, has not gotten over what's going on. And I don't know if Poole mm-hmm. and Draymond are buddies. I know I wouldn't be your buddy. Um, I'm just your teammate in order to facilitate my contract here. But the way Draymond hit him in practice and really kind of just bullied him and talked trash, and then when Poole talked back to him, Draymond hauled up and hit him. I don't know if they've gotten over that. And then Clay Thompson and 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 uh, Steph Curry just didn't look good in 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 that game. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, so I, I don't want to gloss over that series. I wonder what the Warriors are going to do now since the, the Lakers moved on in the conference finals. Do they bring back that team? Do they make adjustments? Who and does Poole you know, ask for a trade? What happens? I don't think that four. Poole, Green, Curry, Thompson. I don't know if all four of them are back next year or even if Wiggins is back. Your thoughts before we move on. Yeah. um, The question is, do I think basically is that dynasty over? That's the big question, right? But I I don't see how the way Jordan Poole played, it just seemed like he wasn't connected to the team like he was in years past. I don't know if I'm the only one that felt that way. We've seen Jordan Poole play very good basketball. He could shoot with the best of them, um, and he he could cut. He could. He's a good handle. Has a good handle of the basketball. Um, for the most part, he can make good decisions. I'm just not sure if he needs to stay with this war. Continue to stay with this Warriors team. It might be better if he has a new environment. It I, it really it really might be. I know he's been mentored by Steph Curry. Uh, Steph, yeah, I said it right. Steph Curry for a long time, Clay Thompson. But I think I'm in agreement with you. It just doesn't seem like they're connecting as much anymore, um, along with the fact that they're getting older. Steph Curry is, what, 34, 35, somewhere in that range now. Um, Clay Thompson, if you watch him, ever since his injury and he was out of basketball for a very long time, he just doesn't play the same anymore. He comes off those screens. It's just like his jump shot is just not as smooth as it once was, and maybe he will continue to work back from that, but he is not the same player. Draymond Green, he's getting older. So I just don't know if this team is still a dynasty anymore. I think that dynasty died last year. I really do in the way they was playing. It just doesn't seem like the same thing to me. Yeah, I think it's gone. I think um... – yeah, I think it's gone, and it's hard to hang on. Brittany, they hung on longer than anybody I know, and they got four championships out of it. Um, and that core, Thompson, Curry, Green is really it, and they've added the pieces, added in. 
um, Kevin Durant, let Kevin Durant go bring in, you know, um, Wiggins. And and, um, and there was a point where Equidala was the man and a part of that coming off the bench. But they kept that core. I think that, that this is the last season we see that. Yeah, I think so as well. And who knows, Steve Kerr, if this doesn't work out again, Steve Kerr may also be out on his way out. They definitely have to get the right pieces in the offseason and just make sure they make the right decisions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. So we got to talk about this Miami Heat team and this Boston Celtics team. Um, so as we've seen in game one uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals, Miami Heat was able to beat out the Boston Celtics to still a game away from the Celtics on the Celtics' yeah. home floor. Um which is amazing because Celtics was up the majority for the first three quarters, and Miami said, uh-uh, here we go. It's our time now. And they came back and won that game behind an amazing, another amazing performance by the one and only Jimmy Butler. What are your thoughts on this series, and who do you think is going to win? Brittany, I want the Celtics to win, but it would not surprise me at all if the Heat takes this in six, it would not surprise me. That's how well respect, uh, how much respect I have for Pat Riley, but also Spolstra and how he's really maneuvered this team minus Tyler Hero because I thought, okay, there's no chance that they really go deep into the playoffs without Hero, their sharpshooter from the outside with a broken wrist, and I don't know if he's back yet. I don't think so. But Jimmy Butler is just the man. Um, and he is a freak of nature in, in, in loose balls and just really, you know, driving to the basket, hitting from the outside. Um, I, I think they're a team that's destined, and it would not surprise me. I want the Celtics, but I think that he can take them. Yeah, um, I actually want to uh, – I'm not going to say it, but I have another team a second favorite team, because when you're a Philadelphia fan, it's very beneficial if you have a second favorite team. That <laughs> <laughs> um, I will not say which one is my second favorite team because I'm I in the Philadelphia area and I'm not trying to be killed. Um, but I fell in love with this team a long time ago. And I would actually like for them to win. But I agree with you. Jimmy Butler, I don't know if he's a freak of nature, um, princess, but he gets so much effort. And he plays so hard, and that just matches the Heat culture. They play hard and with intensity. They don't have the most talent, but they play hard and they play together. And that's kudos to, like you said, Pat Riley and Coach Ostra, which is me, one of the top coaches in the NBA, if not the top coaches. Maybe outside of um, Coach Pop, you know, just out of respect for Coach Pop for the most part. I know he struggled the last couple of years. They play so good together. I've been a huge fan of Tyler Hero. I didn't think they needed Tyler Hero to get this far. I honestly didn't. I felt like they have other players. They have Max Struess. They have Duncan Robinson. They have, who, which a lot of people forgot about, and I said, and I kept saying, you have a good player in Duncan Robinson. He just needs the minutes, and he's getting the minutes, and he's showing up, and he's just making those baskets big time. Bam has to be a little bit more consistent. He played okay in game one. He made a big-time difference with Black. He has to step up a little bit more um, because, you know, the Celtics are going to make the necessary adjustments. We've seen the Celtics lose game one time and time again, and they end up winning the series. 
Game one to the Celtics is nothing. They they don't. It just tells us they get information from game one. This is how you're gonna play play us, or this is how we're gonna come back. This is what it is. Because the Celtics defensively is great when they're all in and they're focused. The biggest thing for the Celtics is Jason Tatum has to be consistent and show up. Um, if he does that, if he plays well, if Jalen Brown plays well, it is very difficult to beat the Celtics team. But I do think that he can potentially do it. Um, I just don't trust their coach. I like M.A. Udoka, Coach Hugh. I think he's a much better coach. Coach Joe, I can't think of his last name right now. Um, I don't know how much I trust him. I, I feel like pre-game, he mm-hmm. plans the game great. I just feel like in-game adjustments, he's not that great at. And granted, it's his first year, and he needs time to learn. Um, but i tell you one thing. They need to get Robert Williams off that court because he did not do well at all. Make sure he might have to play small ball because the Heat are small. They're not big. It's hard to go big to Al Horford in at the five, which I think he could come out and guard anybody on the perimeter. Yeah. Um, um, and you're talking about Missoula, Joe Missoula, the head coach for the Celtics now. And I agree. I think he's, he's learning on the fly. And um, let, let's see what he can, you know, do with that. But um, – like I said, you, I, I I hear you, and you're right there with me. Um, and when you get to this point, let me just say this. They're the last four teams standing. Any of these teams, any of these combinations could make it. Um, any of these teams can get to the championship, to the finals, and win. Um, I just have some favorites, and I'd like to see the Celtics get there. But I agree with you. I don't trust Missoula. Yeah. And this is what even makes me more angry with the Sixers because they had them in game six and you let it up because I think you could have beat the Heat <laughs> much easier than you could have tried to beat the Celtics. Not to knock the Heat. The Heat is a great team, especially behind Jimmy Butler. Still would have been tough. She could have been in a championship this year, but your mental mess up ain't right. Get it fixed in the offseason because I have a problem with that. And on that note, Princess, I'm going to toss it over to you because we're at the end of the show. I'm going to have you close this out. <laughs> <laughs> if listeners, if we get Brittany Jones talking about her Sixers, her Eagles, or even the Phillies, we got ourselves something. It's especially when they disappoint her. The Eagles didn't do that much at all this season. They had a a a um, Cinderella, a wonderful season. But the Seventy Sixers, I thought would get further on. So we're going to leave that alone. We're going to get out of here. Again, our condolences to the Riley family and to Duck Riley. I think there is eight or nine of siblings, and and they were all together for Mother's Day, and they got a chance to see Mom in Augusta, Georgia. Um, Our condolences to him. We support you, and we love being a part of the Never Had It So Good Sports um, Radio family. Brittany, have a good weekend, and um, we will see you later. I appreciate you, even your rant about your 76ers. Never Had It So Good (laughs) Sports Radio. Have a great weekend, Brittany. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Awesome, awesome. Never had it so good.